novel, 산책을 듣는 시간, which roughly translates to time to listen to a walk, tells a story about a teenage girl named Suji, who is like any other teenage girl aside from being hearing impaired. The book follows Suji as she learns to understand other people, including a boy named Hanmin, who Suji has a crush on. And in the book, Hanmin says this to Suji. There are no happy people or unhappy people in the world. Instead, everyone has times when they're happy and times when they're unhappy. Your mom is probably going through a brief, unhappy, and tough time right now. She'll be okay in time. Don't worry. Well, it's really no wonder that Suji has a crush on this boy. Who wouldn't fall for someone who can provide such comfort to someone with mature and caring words? And he's right. No one is destined to be happy or unhappy. People could be perfectly happy until they run into an unhappy period. And they can endure that unhappy period till better times return. So if you happen to be going through a rough patch right now, don't think, why do bad things always happen to me? I'm such an unlucky person. Instead, think about what Hanmin said. You're probably going through a brief, unhappy and tough time right now. So you'll be okay in time. Don't worry. I'm Lena Park, and this is One Fine Day. Welcome to One Fine Day with Lena Park. We started today's show with Park Hyo-shin, and it was his song, Shine Your Light. You know, we all go through rough times in life. Sometimes we have a hard time letting that light shine. But when times get so rough that you start to feel like you are the problem, that you are a person that is just destined to be unhappy, You have to remember, it's a truly, it's really true, which is why it's just kind of hits home in the opening, that there are no unhappy people. Unhappy times come and go for everyone, and you just happen to be going through that kind of a period. So you'll be okay in time. Don't worry. Well, hopefully you are not going through such a rough time right now, but I hope you'll keep those words close to you for future rainy days. Well, not quite rainy, but it's a cloudy but clean air day here in Seoul. That's what we're enjoying here. How about you? Our global roll call is coming up in just a moment. So check in with us and let us know where you are and what you're doing. Send in your song requests and feel free to share your sayander stories and anecdotes about anything and everything. Nothing is too trivial. Anything goes. Just message me on Kong, right on the various message boards on our website at world.kbs.co.kr, or leave a comment on our latest posts on Instagram at KBS One Fine Day and Facebook at facebook.com/slash English KBS. If you're streaming us via YouTube at youtube.com/slash KBS World Radio Service. You can leave your messages there as well. And if you have a Korean phone number, you can text me at sharp8150. It's 51 per SMS and 101 per MMS. Also, our trial run for the YouTube Live, Where Are You, is back. We're going to see if things go a little more smoothly today. And also see if we can make this a semi-regular thing. So join us on YouTube if you can. Coming up in part two of the show, we have got our very own Kayo Top 10 of the week. So stick around for our mini trip back in time. All right, I'll be back with the roll call after this. Here is Kim Sejong with Tunnel. <laughs> Kirkundundunga, 
One fine day is coming to you live from Seoul, Korea, where it is currently 5:23 p.m. as I speak. It's a chilly day, you guys. It's so chilly. I'm still really glad my winter clothes are still out, cause I'm still wearing them. Right now, I'm talking to you in a studio located on the fourth floor of the main KBS building in Yeouido, Seoul. Where are you? For our roll call, a chance for me to find out where in the world all my listeners are and what you're all up to right now. Aside from listening to the radio, it is time for Where Are You? We're starting with Tepe Wern, who writes, Hello, DJ Lena. Today I'm feeling the blues and have no motivation to work. The heat in Malaysia is wearing me down. Therefore, I decided to take a half-day leave to hit the sack. I feel so refreshed now after an hour's sleep. And guess what I did before I slept just now? I set the alarm clock to wake me up at 4:30 p.m. KST because I don't want to miss OFD. Anyway, I look forward to Kyo Top 10 today. I'm also always curious what playlist Liz has up her sleeves every Wednesday. No pressure, Liz. LOL. Well, that's the best thing that you can do before listening to the radio show. Get up from a nice, refreshing nap. Well, so jealous of you. <laughs> well, I'm really glad that you feel rested. And um, even more energized to tune into our live broadcast and our uh, Kyo Top 10 segment for part two. And fear not, Liz never disappoints. Listener used to wow writes, Hi, DJ, I'm in Malaysia now. Hello. Thank you for tuning in. Yun Mijang writes, These past few days, I've been feeling like doing absolutely nothing. I can't get off the couch and my bed. I've been using this less than perky weather as an excuse to be all stretched out. Well, what kind of thoughts or mindsets would I need to get over this lethargy? Yeah, it's tough. It's tough when you sink into a like a slump of lethargy. It's really hard to get out when you're just going slow, slow, slow. It's hard to go fast. I would suggest maybe a light workout. Just a light workout. Maybe a little walk. Today has really clean air levels, no dust, so maybe a little walk around the block in your neighborhood or walk to a nearby store. Just give yourself something to buy. Milk, something. Hopefully that will energize you. Good luck with that. Yemin says, I have an interview in Seoul tomorrow. I've always lived in Gangwondo, but I've always thought that I want to be out of here. I hope I do well in the interview, but I get so nervous. I'm still trying to remain hopeful, though. Well, a lot of listeners have gone through the very nerve-wracking interview process. And uh, I find that um, just from experience from listening to our listener stories, that it occurs to me that the interviewers know you're going to be nervous. They already know that. It's not news. It's not some special thing. It's not unique. So... Maybe it's okay to be nervous because the interviews will, interviewers will kind of get it and then they will kind of, you know, allow for that and give you points, right? So I wouldn't stress out about that. Stress out about what every other thing, but don't stress about being nervous. Be hopeful. Good luck. Chong Yujin says, Oh, I love this queen in radio or a, a visual radio. Heart emojis from YouTube. Great. Glad you are tuning in. Can't barely look at that camera, or else I can't see your messages. Cisco Rack says, Hello, DJ Lena. Happy Wednesday. Hope all is good with you. Right now, I am in Nagoya, Japan for my holiday. Today is my last day in Nagoya before leaving for Osaka. I still have one more week in Japan before going back home. Thanks for airing and take care. 
Yay, how wonderful. I love Nagoya and Osaka. Wonderful, wonderful areas. Hope the weather is being nice to you for your special trip and safe travels, of course. Uh, Leah Kat Ali Awan says simply, Alawan Radio Listeners Club of Pakistan, Sheikhupura. All right, I think you're um, messaging for all the listeners in the club. Are you guys all listening right now? That's so wonderful. Thank you guys for tuning in and for your support as always. Of course, the shortwave radio club out in Pakistan. Wonderful. All right, let's move along to song requests. We have a request from John Daniel Nine who writes, 안녕하세요, Lina, Nuna. It's a warm spring afternoon and food coma is flooding in. Today is my Dongseng's birthday. Every year I buy him or her. You didn't specify whether your Dongseng was a male or female. But every day I buy the Dongseng a pair of shoes as a birthday gift. This started almost 15 years ago when I happened to notice that their shoes were so worn out. So I bought them a pair as a gift and it just became an eerily thing. And apparently thanks to this tradition, my Dongseng says that he or she has not bought a pair of shoes once since then. That's cool. There's a saying that buying someone's shoes will make them run away. So I've never bought my girlfriend any shoes, but I'm getting them from my Dongseng. Well, we'll be having dinner together later, but only after OFD is over. Well, of course. All right. Yes, I've heard that. I always thought it was kind of a funny saying when I came here. Um, If you buy your loved one a pair of shoes, they will use them to walk away. Hmm. I don't know. My husband bought me some shoes a couple years ago, and I really like them. I'm not walking away. (laughs) I think this is great to have a nice tradition, mostly because you don't have to really worry about what to get this person. Um, That's always the hardest part of gift giving. Anyhow, John Daniel 9 would like to listen to Ihanu's Holic. Alrighty, we'll get that ready for you. Chungsook72 writes, DJ Lena, the temperatures dropped so suddenly yesterday on my way home from work, and it got so cold. I hope you weren't cold. There are so many events coming up in May that I'm trying to take better care of my health. After all, the biggest event, concert, is waiting for me too. Anyway, 오늘도 이분 우리 DJ님 화이팅입니다. My request song is 박정현의 이름을 이름별을 이어서. Alrighty. Yes, it's really cold. Uh, but luckily, um, my summer clothes are still all packed away and only my winter clothes are out. So I'm wearing nice warm clothes to keep me through these little uh, cool patches that we've been getting. Unusual spring, but you know, every spring is a surprise. So we got to stay on our toes. Layer, layer, layer. Keep those scarves handy. And now let's listen to these two song requests. Nice and bundled up, I hope. First up, it is Ihanu with the song Holic. After that, we will listen to me, Park Jung-hyun, and my song, 이름을 잃은 별을 이어서, Constellations. That was me, Park Jung-hyun, with 이름을 잃은 별을 이어서, Constellations, and before that, Holic by Ihanu. Jisoo Kim, 0801, remarking on today's pics as a selfie series. Yes, a little mini-series, um, a couple uh, shots that I snapped. I snapped a bunch, right? I was like walking all over the studio after the show, going snap, 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 and I thought, hey, you know, um, if there's more than one good one, we can make a little series. Lahab82 writes, I was so dazed while looking at your face on YouTube. I think I'll have to listen to your voice again via rerun. Well, that one, well, now that's weird because I was like giving you advice. <laughs> if you aren't listening to it, well, then what, what am I here for? Mm-hmm. All right, maybe you're going to have to cue up your listening slash visual English comprehension skills here. Yes, double whammy. Big challenge for you there. But glad you tuned in. We're able to check us out on YouTube Live. Alicia Y writes, 
Ever since coming back from my one-week break, my workload has become so much more manageable. I had expected the opposite to be the case, because each time I took a day or two off, I end up with a lot more to work, work to catch up on. So, I had expected a week off to be worse. Well, I guess this time around, people were helping me with my tasks instead of waiting for me to come back and finish them off. My line manager also pointed out that there may previously have been many simple tasks that people delegated to me, even if they could do them themselves. But one week without me had them getting used to doing the tasks. Ah, there's something you didn't think of or I didn't think of. I've actually still got a lot of accumulated leave left because I previously FOMO'd a bit too much about missing fun opportunities at work. Maybe it's time to start using it up, a week at a time, whenever I start getting stressed. Yeah, use it up or save up for one long, long break. But yes, I don't know how that will be going back to work afterwards. But uh, yeah, I mean, kind of new discoveries, right? Little things that you discover that were unexpected can be kind of um, delightful and unexpected surprises in a good way. So glad to hear it was a positive thing. All right, we've got another song break coming up. Let's listen to a song uh, requested by listener Siskarax. Here's NCT Dream with Raiden. You're listening to One Fine Day with Lena Park on KBS World Radio. I'm Kelly Wrights. A friend of mine sent me a link with pictures about cow cuddling. Well, I've never heard of it before, but apparently this paid healing program started in the Netherlands over a decade ago. During the pandemic, it had become popular in the States, with some cow farms having full bookings for a year at a cost of $75 to $100. The idea of cuddling a cow never appealed to me, and yet as I used to think of creating cattle farms as not being clean or having an unpleasant smell. However, now I can imagine cows peacefully grazing on huge grasslands, Another cute fact about cow cuddling is that the bigger the cow, the more oxytocin is released. All of a sudden, even a big cow looks cute. <laughs> the human-animal bond is no doubt good for our mental health, and it's also beneficial to cows as they don't get stressed out by human touch. What a win-win situation. It's a windy and chilly day day today, so cuddling a cow sounds more attractive. I think hugging them will keep me warm. Wow, that is very interesting. Cuddling, cow cuddling. That is the first that I have heard of it. Truly, truly. Um, but I've, obviously it's really popular because there are, you know, really good things coming out of it. Um, yeah, no, I, I imagine cow farms to be pretty, or cattle farms to be not so bad in terms of smell and stuff. I mean, just if you don't mind the animal smell and the grass smell, right? Um, but uh, yeah, cuddling cows. I, yeah, that's a new one. I just really never thought about that before. But uh, now there's something to think about. Another cute animal to hug. Well, do we have any time in the like our lives even for this? Uh, maybe the next time I'm in the States, I'll take a look at it. <laughs> Not sure. But uh, maybe they'll start something like that here in Korea. Maybe, maybe. Hey, you might be on to something, right? The big next cash cow. Sorry, forgive me. Uh, all right. You know what? So inspired by your story, uh, for our next song break, we're going to listen to a song called Anna Joyo Hug Song by Shipsenchi. Different but not. 
not entirely two different songs from two different parts of the world. It's like they belong to a parallel universe. It's time to listen to a couple of songs that are seemingly nothing alike, but actually somewhat similar in one way or another upon closer inspection. One K-pop track and one non-K-pop track. It's Parallel Universe. Today we'll listen to two miracles. That is, two songs that are both entitled Miracle. First up is the K-pop song Miracle by Oh My Girl. Now, since debuting in April 21st of 2015, this six-piece girl group has been popular for their unique concepts and sounds. Their song Miracle was released as a single just this past weekend on April 22nd to celebrate the 8th anniversary of their debut. Miracle was named after the group's official fan club, Miracle. And it is a fan song written by all six members of the group to express their gratitude for the fans' love and support for the past eight years. The song starts like this. I think it was a warm spring. It was new to me, but the miracle came to my side. Even if rain and wind makes it hard to walk, I have the confidence to beat it all. I know that of all people, you would break my fall. As much as the times we've been together, we feel the same. Though always a little unpolished, I sing for you. Well, that's really wonderful. Very, very cool that the uh, official fan club is also called Miracle. What a great name. Also reflecting their long, long road to... Uh, just even getting their wind um, and getting popularity as Oh My Girl. As for our non-K-pop song, we will listen to Miracle by American singer-songwriter Justin Jesso. His voice first became known through the Norwegian tropical house DJ Kaigo's popular song Stargazing, which he not only featured on but also co-wrote. And he's actually written for stars like A.J. Mitchell, The Backstreet Boys, Armin Van Buren, and was even nominated for a Latin Grammy Award for co-writing a Ricky Martin song in 2016. As for his song Miracle, it was a part of his 2022 album entitled Finding the Opposite of Loneliness. And the official music video of the song heavily features his dog, Elvis. It doubled as a dog adoption campaign and event. Wonderful. The song, which may or may not be about his adoptive fur baby, starts like this. I've been on my own. Everyone used to let me down. Holding on to hope. I fell from grace. Never hit the ground. I was trying to find the opposite of loneliness. There ain't a word for it. I don't know how you came and found me through the mess. I don't deserve it. Ah, it's so wonderful to think of anything. Your child, fur babies, um, anyone special to you. They really are. The people we encounter, the wonderful animals we encounter, cows we cuddle, they're all miracles. Let's listen to these songs about miracles back to back. First up. Miracle by Oh My Girl, and then Miracle by Justin Jesso. Miracle by Justin Jesso, and before that, Miracle by Oh My Girl. Those were the Parallel Universe songs of the day. Alright, stay with me because coming up in part 2 is OFD's version of Kyo Top 10. But first, wrapping up part 1, here's 17 with their latest, Sonogo or Super. Welcome to part 2 of One Fine Day with Lena Park. In just a moment, we will hop on a time machine and travel back in time to listen to some good old Kayo for our Wednesday segment, Kayo Top 10. 
I'll be right back with Liz after this. Here's another new one, a new release by Park Jae-jung. 헤어지지 말해요. 아, 헤어지자 말해요. Let's say goodbye. 헤어지자고 말하려 오늘 너에게 가다가 우리 추억 생각해봤어 Once upon a time, there were days when K-pop was simply known as Kyo. Now back in those days, every Wednesday evening, every Korean music fan tuned into KBS2 TV to watch their favorite singers perform on the legendary music chart program, Dubs the Kyo Top 10. It's not Throwback Thursday or Flashback Friday, but way back when Wednesday. We're going to take a trip back in time to listen to some old-school K-pop for our Kyo Top 10 segment. And our guide for this musical trip back in time is, of course, Liz. Hello. Hi, Liz. How hi, are hi. you? This is the first time I've seen you this week, so may hi. I ask, how was your weekend and how are you doing? My weekend. What did I do over the weekend? I know. I, I've been asked that actually twice already, uh-huh. and it's Wednesday. I uh-huh. was asked that once on Monday, once uh-huh. yesterday, and I'm like, I don't remember. I'm literally <laughs> drawing a I blank. I don't remember. I actually, I did concert prep. Lots oh, and, you worked. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. Well, you know, I worked at home, but I mm-hmm. worked. Uh, basically, I had to figure out what key to sing all these songs in. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds difficult. It's just... Uh, time-consuming. Mm. Yeah, a lot of it is time-consuming more than Would anything Would you have else. to, like, try singing the whole song in a different key, De- too? Depending on the song, yes. Uh. Just to see where I'm at, uh-huh. physical condition-wise. And mm. also, it depends on where in the concert it is. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, do I want to bring this down a key to ensure mm. a, a good, strong performance of it or not? Mm. And I'm all for changing keys. I mean, mm-hmm. they're there to be changed. <laughs> As far as I'm concerned. So long as, I mean, I guess Mm -hmm. anyone who plays an instrument for a concert would be accustomed to it enough to change keys whenever they like. But, you know, someone like me, if I had to change key on any instrument that I could lay my fingers on, I'd be like, lost. It's true. You know, I actually write songs in a different key than what it ends up being on the album. So if I have to perform it live, Uh I'm like, oh, do I have to transpose? Like, it's just... Uh But but fortunately, I'm always working with musicians who can Mm -hmm. literally just sort of transpose on the fly. Right, right. But uh, yeah, people. <laughs> yes, that's that's why they do what they do. That's true. You yeah. know, it's mm-hmm. it's it's amazing to me too, and mm-hmm. it's, and I'm so grateful for them because I'm Mm-mm. always like, oops, sorry, but this song is also in G flat. Oh wow! Like, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but my perfect key mm-hmm. for most of, a lot of my songs mm-hmm. are in G flat major. Oh, really? G flat major, which has the most amount of basically almost every key is a flat. I... So, like, basically, if in the black yeah, if you're playing nice. the piano, almost every key in this um, key signature uh-huh. is a flat. Like, there's like six flats out of seven. That's kind of cool. It's pretty crazy. Or you can think of it as F sharp. It's the same thing. But right, people yeah. t- like thinking of flats more than sharps. I don't know why. Hmm. A lot of a lot of instrumentalists, uh-huh. sharp is harder. It's really it's weird. It's the same thing. It's, <laughs> it's like, are you looking at it? From the left side or the right side, it's the same thing, but still, it's really, really weird. Are you leaning this way or this way? (laughs) Exactly, right? It's just, uh, it's, but I don't know why. I prefer flats as well. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Hmm. Interesting. Anybody, if anybody's played a musical instrument, I don't know why, but flats are easier than sharps. Maybe, maybe on like keyboards or strings. Maybe I played mostly. Woodwind instruments? That's right. Actually, it might be different for woodwind. It makes no difference. Oh, it makes no difference. <laughs> yeah. Especially if you're playing a trumpet or a French yeah. horn, which only has three keys. That's right. Yeah. It's like, do I press one or two? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's fascinating. I've never even attempted a woodwind instrument or it's, a brass well, not, instrument. Woodwind actually has more buttons, but... Yes, um, brass, brass instruments. Yeah. yeah. Brass were... It's fascinating. I think it was 
funner for me to play、mm-hmm. brass because、mm-hmm. there's a lot of wiggle room. Really? Yeah, because just because there are only three keys、mm-hmm. or three buttons, are you blowing the note too? Differently, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, so it's、so、like it's kind of like I don't need to know exactly which fingers I have to press uh, down. Uh. Because I can sort of fudge it. <laughs> so, oh, that's interesting. No, but that's just because it's high school band. You know, if you're if you're、yeah. majoring it, then no, you can't fudge anything. Of course,、anything. it's different.、Yeah. Of course, and then you're not going to need to fudge it after、of、four、course. years of you、yeah. know majoring in it. Absolutely,、right. yeah. but、uh, yeah, th- that's why singing is the best. I don't have to. I don't <laughs> even have to know what key I'm singing in, as long as、that's、it's、true. on. In pitch, that's, yeah, that's all I have to worry about. Yeah, that's the thing though. Like when I hear the words sharp or flat, yeah, the first thing that comes to my mind is pitch. Oh yes, yeah, not、that's、like the、too. keys on the keyboard. So well, yeah, it's yeah. either sharp a little above or、mm-hmm. flat a little、yeah. below.、Right? But like when you're talking about pitchiness, sharp and flat, yeah,、uh-huh. it's just unpleasant either way. <laughs> oh well, but it just sometimes can't be helped. That's true. It really can't be.、Mm-hmm. We've got so many people very excited to so many kung emojis today. Hello, <laughs> Liz from Taipei Warren. Lahab eighty two joins us.、Um, Alicia, of course, is here. Kim Ji Soo, Yemin, and just simply Jum,、uh, who all actually Jum was the idem or idem piyar yaso requested,、mm-hmm. um, and then says thank you for that update two thousand. JS Jerry seventy six all joining us today. Hello everybody. Tepe Warren mentioned, as you well know, in、mm-hmm. part one. Can't wait what Liz has <laughs> cooked up for us in our Gaio Top Ten playlist.、So. I am kind of sleeveless today, but <laughs> <Yeah> . what <laughs> <laughs> is up your sleeveless sleeve? <laughs>、uh, well, I did go into two thousand and two last week,、That's、and、right. then I I was like, huh, maybe this is a little too out of Gaio Top Ten era,、oh. and I wanted to rein back a little, just a little. Yeah, so I just took. A couple of steps back. A couple of steps yeah, back. Yeah,、uh, and went to the last week of April of year two thousand. Okay. And then、um, I, not intentionally, but kind of cooked up what I would consider a NRB special. Oh.、Um, just because these are songs that I am very familiar with, and I have yeah,、uh, not necessarily. When I was sober, but you know, like <laughs> these are songs that have that I have sung at Dorebang.、Mm-hmm. Some of them more than I should have. <laughs> And,、uh, but having said that,、yeah. I should also mention that these are not songs that I sang well. <laughs> um, Some of them are now. Obviously, I have a sneak peek at the playlist.、Uh-huh. Some of them are not very singable. I mean, no. By, Just anyone, except no, basically that artist. <laughs> exactly, and so、um, I was thinking at first. I was like, "Hey, this isn't. This could be an interview special." Yeah. And then as I was listening to the songs again, I was like, "No, this is like be ready to hork up blood special.、Oh, no. This is like you're gonna lose your voice. You're gonna be like a silent monk for the week after、oh, no. special."、Uh, so. It's a fun one. Oh goodness me! <laughs>、uh, basically, we've got some vocal chops in、yeah. store today. Yeah,、um, except for one, but we'll get to that in time.、Oh. But before we get to the songs that we'll be listening to,、mm-hmm. I do have a sneak peek at the chart from the other side of the ocean to、All、share、right. with you for、so、the last week of April of two thousand. Two thousand, okay. Which was actually shocking for me because.、Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did find the songs for the segment today on a chart. Yeah.、Um, and looking at the chart, I had to m- do a lot of maneuvering because there were songs that I had covered on Kaito Ten before,、uh, and there are a lot of songs that I mean I know by heart. Sure. Because this was two thousand, and yes, I was listening was to the, everything that was released at the time. Yeah, lots of people were like just in the thick of it. Lots、right. of playlists, lots of mixes going on. And what was really surprising for me is when I was looking at the Billboard chart. I knew all of them too. Oh, nice! So I was like, was I listening to too much music and not doing enough studying? Because <laughs> I was in school. Oh, honestly, when we were all in school,、mm-hmm. it's amazing how much we absorbed. That's the thing, though. So, like they say, when you're young, your brain is like a sponge; it soaks up everything. Right. But it feels like I soaked up everything that wasn't really necessary. Oh. <laughs> Oh no! But you can't listen to too much music. No such thing. 
But you did absorb a lot. I did. Because, <laughs> uh, so, um, on the other side of the ocean, yes. in, at number one was Santana with Maria Maria. Oh, my gosh. That song was everywhere. Everywhere. Maria, Maria. Yep. And then we had Faith Hill with Bree. I can feel you, Bree. <laughs> <laughs> number three, Tony Braxton with He Was in Man Enough. Oh, I don't remember that one. <gasps> don't you man enough. mad enough for you. <laughs> anyway, oh. I'm not going to sing it. Um, and then we had Cisco with... <gasps> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized that year 2000 was not... Like, we knew Beyonce Knowles as a member of Destiny's Child. That's we, right. Yeah, was Beyonce pretty... wasn't Beyonce yet. She was one of Destiny's Child. Right. That's and right. Uh, their song, Say My Name, was oh, at, up at number that five. that was a big one, too. And then... I usually do just one to five, but mm-hmm. then I have to go into six and seven because six was Bye 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 by NSYNC. It was just coming up, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And wow. Macy Gray was oh. at number seven with I Try. I have that album. It's I a love beautiful it. song. Beautiful song. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. But on so, this uh, side of the ocean. 2000. I think I'm squared where I, where I was. I think I was in the middle of making my third album. Mm-hmm. So, That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you had some wonderful peers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. Because uh, uh, the Very first one that I'm going to talk about is uh, someone you have met in the circuits a lot. Mm-hmm. You were promoting around the same time. Yes. And you also have the same last name. <laughs> yes. It's Park Young with her song Blue Sky. Mm-hmm. And uh, she debuted in 1997 in November, so it's just a little before you. Yeah. And uh, she is, even today, I have talked about her on Kaitotin before, but yes. like even today she's known as one of the uh, top female vocalists in the country yes. with the Big, big, big range. Humongous range. Yeah, because she goes low and high. I know. I'm so jealous. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I've heard that she's... I guess she's uh, she's one of those musicians that musicians love because she has a very good control over very detailed notes. Mm, she does. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently that got her, you know, duetting with a lot of other artists as well because right. they really admired her mm-hmm. detailedness, mm-hmm. I guess, meticulous note control. Oh, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so her song Blue Sky comes off of her third album called Hunta Mar and uh, it was released in March of year 2000. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did uh, get a look at the uh, introduction to the album on a streaming site mm-hmm. and it said it introduced her as a very bold female rocker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's a modern rocker. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I don't know if it's like bold female rocker you know she's she's just like she's mellow <laughs> yeah she's she's chill but i mm-hmm. think she's bold in in the sense of you know trying this genre she really really was interested in modern rock mm-hmm. and um uh, was so fortunate to find someone to give her a chance to mm-hmm. do that because a lot of people wanted her just to go mainstream right do ballads, ballads because yeah. she had the chops for That's it true. Mm-hmm. but uh, she wanted to do songwriting she wanted to really be a singer songwriter mm-hmm. and so um, it was a labor of love for her right, to get to this part. She yeah. did uh, write both the lyrics and music for this song herself. Mm-hmm. And I never really considered the lyrics before. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a very perky, happy song that's perfect for blue skies. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, the song literally just sounds like a sunny, clear day. Oh, yes. But I do remember there was a twist. It's not really so it's much not a, a twist, twist mm-hmm. but it's like... Um, it, it to me upon this reading, mm-hmm. I I did consider maybe this is a this is an ode to Blue Sky. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Telling it to come to me because I'm waiting. Right. right so right. maybe the sun is not up yet. Right. Right. The right. song actually starts with the line, um, "I'm I'm gonna wait for you." Mm-hmm. Following the long, long dream of a dark night. So right. please come to me. Yeah, that's that, the first line. That can totally be interpreted as singing to the blue sky. Right? But, yeah. like, when I was not really looking at the lyrics and just mm-hmm. singing it in Doreva, just following the following the character by character. Right, right. Following but, the bouncing ball. Exactly. Uh, or <laughs> so to speak. color changing. Oh, yes, <laughs> yeah. the highlighting. Uh-huh. Um, I just assumed when I heard, Kidari de gero, I said, I'm waiting, so come to me. When I heard that, mm-hmm. I just assumed this was a love song. Me too. Yeah, yeah. I had assumed that too. Mm-hmm. And then and then she goes on to say, I sing only for you, mm-hmm. Blue Sky. So, 
up until now, I thought I sing only for you, mm. a human man. But <laughs> it, it looks like she is actually singing to An blue sky. Yes, blue sky. Saying, you know, please come to me. And I thought, uh, which could be a metaphor for a human man. Or I guess, woman, yeah, I mean, a clear yeah, human person. person. Um, or, oh, for a baby, who knows? Or a baby, <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. A- anyone who can be compared to a blue sky would be a very pleasant person to Definitely wait for, I guess. Definitely so, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I guess no matter what the interpretation, you can all enjoy. Very mm-hmm. talented singer-songwriter, Park Young. And try to sing along. <laughs> and try, just try to sing along. It is Blue Sky. was Park Young with her song Blue Sky and apparently Law of 82 gets it uh, mm-hmm. you know a similar age group right mm-hmm. so <laughs> she says oh this was just a must if I went to the karaoke or the norebang it's just so I mean even if you had to lower a couple of keys to see it yeah. um, it's so liberating to yeah, shout it's, out it's so liberating and talking about or singing about blue skies singing with a smile mm-hmm. Taipei Warren also feels like she just wants to go to a beach somewhere right now right mm, I can yeah. see that totally yeah. it's just so like it feels like you need to see the blue sky with the blue ocean and mm-hmm. so, yeah some water yeah. would be ideal or or something or maybe this all I always thought this was also kind of a good driving song but like oh, yeah, a top yeah. down driving uh-huh. song you know like those big desert roads that you see on oh, movies you're going to california <laughs> i said movies yeah, i know but when you when you think of or when you say driving with the top down mm-hmm. for me i'm thinking of like winding mountain roads oh <laughs> <laughs> So funny. Very Vancouver of you. Or Taekwondo. Right. Whichever. But yeah. Yes, for me, I'm thinking of driving from LA to Vegas. Yeah. Of course. Just desert. Nothing nothing but desert Which and dirt road. Which makes my throat dry just thinking Yes. It's a, it's a quick drive, though. Mm-hmm. It's fun. All righty. That was Paki Young with Blue Sky starting us off. Mm-hmm. And if you think that she had the chops, she's in good company today. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. Next up, we got Hush. A female duo and their mm-hmm. song Ain or A Lover. Uh-huh. Um, Hush was consist or they consisted of Cho Hyunju and Kim Il Jin, mm-hmm. and uh, they only released one album, mm-hmm. which yes, was uh, yeah, which was uh, unfortunate mm-hmm. because they were good. Yeah, they were pretty good. Mm-hmm. I I believe I talked about their song Hush yes. uh, a while back, but mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna talk about the follow up to that title track, which was actually written by Park Geun Mm-hmm. And uh, it was, I was actually, it, this was one of those songs when I play or press play because mm-hmm. I couldn't remember what it was. Uh-huh. I was like, hey, I know this. I've sung this, you know. So, <laughs> Even in the Nureba. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a very fun song. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, I mean, it. the lyrics may not have aged very well, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, this was 22 or 23 years ago. Right. And um that, by the way, the lyrics were by Yu Yu Jin, and mm-hmm. uh, apparently this song got some more attention recently because, like, on the back of the popularity of city pop as a genre. Yeah. But up until I read that part, I didn't know this was a city pop song. Oh yeah, I have to hear it to remember it. I know mm. I'll know it when mm-hmm. I hear it. But uh, city pop, okay, we'll have to. It's. I mean, I could keep see that in why, mind. I could sort of see why it mm-hmm. fits in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, overall, it's just a really fun song. Mm. And uh, I, I should also note that their title track, "Hush," uh, which was you know same thing as their name yeah. um, was more like a mid-tempo pop song that reminded me a little bit of TLC's Waterfall Oh, so like a little more R&B or New Jack Swing mm-hmm. than City Pop right. so uh, apparently they even had range right? Oh, so they nice. could you know go back and forth in a genre so mm-hmm. it's again very unfortunate that they didn't continue on mm. um, this song is uh, a song from the point of view of a woman who's trying to woo a man. Okay. And uh, she actually goes on to say, I sprayed uh, lemon scent because I heard you like it. And I'm <laughs> wearing a very tight red dress. Ooh. So if you if you don't get swayed by this, you're not even a man. <laughs> so that's why I said it's Such not... Such confidence. Yeah, but you know, again, it didn't quite age well, but it's uh, still fun. Yes, you know? yes, yes. Because, uh, I mean, if you keep the 
uh, era in mind. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And in the lyrics, they go on to say, uh, "Don't be surprised by my transformation, and if you stay, or if you're with me, mm-hmm. you'll get to enjoy this every day." Oh, yeah. So you'll be so lucky. Exactly. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the funny part I found yeah. uh, was uh, where toward the end, where she says, um, "I'll I'll be happy as long as I'm with you, mm-hmm. and now when I walk with you." It feels like all the other women are looking at you. Oh. But I thought that line was funny because of the expression, Ojingoji oh. Kimi. You know, <laughs> you know what that is. No. no? Okay, so um, there was a joke a while back, a long, long couple, several years ago, uh-huh. uh, where um, on the internet a woman wrote that she went to uh, the movies with her boyfriend, mm-hmm. and I think the movie featured either Won Bin or Hyun Bin or Chang Dong Gun or you know one of those men, one of those beautiful Korean men. Yeah, and then, um, and then she realized her boyfriend was next to her, so she looked at him, yes. and then her boyfriend suddenly looked like a squid. Oh, or no. <laughs> so no, this was a very funny expression. Yes, and then yes. so. Um, after after that meme became huge, mm-hmm. Ojingo became the nickname for all boyfriends oh, <laughs> who do not I look see, as good as Hyunbin or Wonbin, which is majority of men. I so, see. <laughs> so um, when women uh, with a boyfriend um, accuse another woman yes. of uh, trying to seduce their boyfriend, right? That woman who yeah. has a boy with the with girlfriend, the boy- yes, yeah, the girlfriend becomes ojingo chikimi oh. or the protector of a squid. My, I am the protector of the squid. <laughs> yeah. So this is don't touch my squid. Yeah, this. So in my opinion, the song begins with the woman who's like you know, um, the woman in a red dress trying to seduce someone, and then once the man is seduced or properly seduced, <laughs> she just becomes a squid protector. Squid protector. Yeah. He's mine. Exactly. No one touch him. My squid. My squid. <laughs> Only my. So funny. All right. Incidentally, um, I'm sure my fans might be commenting or, or not commenting. Mm. This is the same songwriting and lyric team that did my song Gachi. Right. Yeah. They but were so long time collaborators. <laughs> Very different. Very different. Updated the game a little for me, I think, them. <laughs> All right. Here's our next song, Hush, with Ain, a lover. That was Hush with their song, Ain, or a lover. A very fun song. It is super fun. But too high for me. It is very high, yeah. very fun. I would, I would totally tone that down. Right. At least two keys. So that's why. So one of the reasons I mentioned I sang these songs at Dorebang, mm-hmm. not necessarily when I was sober, mm-hmm. is because I would not try this uh, with a straight mind. <laughs> and also, um, again, another reason why I said this is horkup slash cough of blood. Song list because you will if you try. It is really, really high. Mm. I, I, I imagine it must have been difficult for them to perform as well. Mm. Um, but I obviously, just being the cynical behind the scenes person that I am, mm-hmm. it was engineered to be that way. Just because when the woman is seeing, when women are seeing in that that really that belting range, mm-hmm. there's this energy that automatically you know gets into the song that's the thing i i noticed because my voice is really low mm-hmm. like i ha- i can sing very low songs mm-hmm. um well not well but i can mm-hmm. I, um and i that's why i actually really like to sing male parts or male songs mm. um and I assume that, like, for instance, like a buzz song sure. or like a Tay song. Right. I assume that I could belt it out like they could. Right. Because I can sing those uh, th- those notes. Right. But when I sing it, it's not belting. Oh. It, 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 it just it doesn't take as much energy as... Because it's in a lower register for you. Apparently. Yeah. But yeah. I didn't know that before. And I was no. like, why isn't this song as fun to sing as it is to listen to or sing along to? Are you singing to? in the original key? I tried. That's why. Yeah. You have to do, you know, male to female. I guess so. Because <laughs> <laughs> low voice or not, you're still a female register. Yep. <laughs> you got to switch that male female. Mm-hmm. It's a handy little key there. Definitely. In your norebang, norebang machines control. are... 
genius. So con- so so sophisticated. Mm-hmm. All right, our next song of the day. Um, I thought it was interesting how you mentioned, you know, like these songs were engineered that way. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason that this was doable back in 2000 was because most of the TV shows where mm-hmm. uh, vocalists performed yes. um, preferred to have them lip sync. That's true. Mm-hmm. Because they wanted... They wanted um, the vi- the visuals were so important, right? And the audio they had already, yeah. You know and the studio versions. So basically, the performances you saw on stage were exactly All that performed and lip synced. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. um, and some producers would kind of take advantage of that. Yes, and form groups. Yes. based on looks more right. than vocal chops. It actually became a little too swayed to that trend because. Since the music industry had already established that, for, at least for TV, mm-hmm. uh, live chop vocal chops are not even a must. Right. That yeah, there was a little trend very briefly that mm. went towards sort of that way. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, so one of the pr- products of that trend was this group, Chakra. Yeah, written as Chakra, but it's actually Chakra, Chakra. in Korean, mm-hmm. and uh, they debuted with a song called Han or Kamakam. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll get to that come a come bit later. Okay. Um, in 2000, in February of 2000. Mm-hmm. And this was basically like an all-girls version of Rulla. Oh, I see. It was see. produced by Lee Sang-min I of see. Rulla. Mm-hmm. And he wrote all the songs. Mm-hmm. And basically what he did was go into the streets and find girls who matched the vibes ah, of what he had envisioned. I see. And he got lucky that one of them could sing and rap. Oh, good. <laughs> Phew. Yeah. But uh, basically, they were really young girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know why, but Lee Sang-min had a thing for India at the time. So he was looking for people who had who looked Indian, <laughs> apparently. Or had an exotic vibe, I exactly. suppose. Exactly. And mm-hmm. he found Hwangbo. Ah, yeah, she's a she's beautiful. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's beautiful, and she's got chops, and yeah. she can rap, and she's just like a forceful person. I she's think a force like, in nature. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, so uh, the four of them became very popular for being different. Ah, like they had the exotic look, right. and they're. They rapped like Lee Sang-min did, I'm guessing, because he was the he vocal directed guide. Them and yeah. He, yeah, I can imagine uh, that. So basically, Natural. rapping, their rapping is kind of like breathing out really loud. <laughs> <laughs> but it worked. Yeah. Um, and uh, I did see uh, someone write about how they're, they're kind of like... Um, the, well, the culture shock they brought to the public was similar to that... Uh, brought on by 21 when they first debuted. Oh, that's... That's how different they were mm-hmm. and how b- much of a shock yes. they were. Like, they had a shock value that yes. was pleasant. Right. And uh, they even filmed their music video for the song Han somewhere like India. I don't know where. I tried right. to look it up, but I couldn't find it. But I see a lot of, like, stone temples. Oh. Um, and I, I was, like, too much cultural appropriation done wrong because um, perhaps I guess they were just going for vague exotic look because uh, you see them the performing at like a waterfall or at a temple Mm -hmm. wearing a very very Thai traditional (laughs) gears oh are they really yeah I was really surprised I was Uh like I was surprised that I knew exactly what they did but it didn't click in my head until I saw it this time around. I was I like, what were they doing? But um, Just anything exotic. Yeah, anything yeah. not Korean. Right. And not North American. And then name your song Han. Yeah. <laughs> it's the most Korean thing ever. Um, it sounds, like you said, very engineered on the part of Lee sang Yeah, he, I mean, not he's a, a very smart man. Not a bad idea, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Han, of course, in English would... <sighs> Roughly, very, very roughly, translate to grudge, or um, like a really, really deep sorrow. 
deep held pain. Resentment. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but Kama Kam it became the English title, official English title for the song because it's part of the rap. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. It's very um, hooky and catchy. And the lyrics are very confusing for me because there are parts where she goes, uh, forget about me, forget mm-hmm. my uh, even my name, don't mm-hmm. ever call my name, and even if we run into each other, pretend we don't know each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't ever look for me again whenever or wherever. Mm-hmm. Um... But then later on, we hear her singing, I'm leaving you so that you can find me again. Okay. And I have decided to leave you for you. And I will let you go without making a sound. Mm -hmm. Uh, I hope you are happy as I am, as happy as I am. And uh, I hope you will go as far away as you can so that I could forget you. So like it's, she did not make up her mind. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it goes back and forth. It's back like, and forth. Yeah, I hope you're happy. Don't ever call me. Mm-hmm. And and then come. Maybe this is her hun. Yeah, exactly. Right? It, yeah. Like, she's just, it's tormenting her. Like, yeah, I totally. hate you. I love you. I hate you. I love you. Maybe I it's that so. kind of thing going on. I mean, I can't really. <laughs> My note says question mark, question mark. So, question mark, yeah. question mark. <laughs> well, then, open to interpretation, mm-hmm. I think. Also, um, I will uh, warn you about super high notes. This oh. song is, is one of the songs that you can't really sing along to. But, you know, when you're with your girlfriends, you try and right. you have fun. Take trying. the part and yeah. stuff. Oh, interesting. And I never got the high part because I can't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Let's listen. Here's Chakra with Han Kamakam. That was Chakra with Han. Come a come. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some very unrealistically high <laughs> notes there, and I'll just I'll just spoil it for you guys all. I'm pretty sure that was done with a mouse on a computer. And uh, poor girls. <laughs> uh, be- because uh, the girls had to fit whatever song it was. The songs were not tailored for them. Mm, songs were written, yeah. and then you had to sing it, and mm. it was just a, it was really competitive and just high-pressure kind of industry, especially when yeah. it's so burgeoning in 2000. And also, they were competing with the likes of SES, Finkel, oh, Baby Wash, Diva. You know, yeah, so they just had to throw in everything they, they did. could. They had to throw in everything, anything. And the sink. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah, yeah, but um, good to see... Um, yeah, <laughs> Good to see them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Moving right along. Moving right along. <laughs> uh, now we get into the territory where, you know... You really have to be brave <laughs> to sing these songs. You have to get braver and braver as we go through this yeah, playlist. That's true. And yes, we and have come to one. I have actually uh, tailored the tailored the playlist that yes. way because nice. These are actually the songs that my friends and I would sing last. Oh, you? Oh, okay. So you would purposely save it for last because it's harder. Uh, also because we will not have any voices left oh, after these. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> so ah. next up is Dash, Dash. by Pek Ji-young. And uh, this was uh, this the <laughs> title track of her second album, mm-hmm. which was released like two months after she wrapped up her promotions for her first album. Yeah, the turnover rate, like I said... Mm-hmm. It was just it was a it was um very intense mm-hmm. kind of atmosphere at this time. Oh totally. Yes. And uh, apparently she really did not want to sing the song because mm-hmm. she thought it the BPM was too fast. Yes. And the song itself was too strong for yes. a female vocalist. Mm-hmm. She also did not like the choreography mm-hmm. because <laughs> there's a little bit of like popping your hips <laughs> yes, yes. going on, which is actually really fun to do when you're with your friends. Yeah, in a norebang. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I always... There's this one friend who always loved to jump up on the table. There's always the one. The always one. She, she and she only. Like, no one else would do it because it's her thing. You know? Right. Um, and everyone else would just grab a tambourine and just, you know... Yeah. Um, Be your back dancers. Exactly. Or back tambourines. <sighs> Good times. Good times. Um, yeah, the song is called Dash because... Mm-hmm. Back in the days, in 2000, yeah. we would say if a girl was going to ask a guy yes. out, 
We would say she would dash한다. That's right. Yeah. That she would dash to him. Yeah. This is very actually antiquated slang. Totally. But it, <laughs> I mean, in hindsight, I guess it's kind of like she's dashing into his arms. Yes. It's, it could be cute. You know, what's funny is that this this uh, title holds up better in English than it does in Korean. Yeah. Because in English, you can still be dashing yeah, to love. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Right. But in Korean, if you say dashi, people go, "Oh, he's so old, dude. How old are you?" You know. So. Aww. <laughs> that I know what it means, but uh, yeah, this is the song that kind of solidified Baek Jung as a dance singer. The reigning queen, mm-hmm. really. Uh, yeah. Apparently at the time they were calling her the next Om Jung-hwa. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. She was right up there. Mm-hmm. She had the chops, the performance, she had uh-huh. it all. Mm-hmm. And uh, my favorite line in the song is um, well, if whenever I, not whenever, but if I were to make the first move, mm-hmm. men would always be overwhelmed. Mm. Um, but if you're like that too, then, well, what am I going to do? I mean, that just means you're not, you don't deserve my love. Oh. Yeah, so she's going to dash, and if he kind of, you know, takes a step back, she's going to be like, done with you. Oh, okay, so she's going to take a step forward Mm -hmm. and see what he does. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I didn't know it was so intricate in the lyrics. Yeah, I I love the song, and it's such a fun song to listen. I was actually really surprised at how young Baek Jung sounds yeah. in this song. Yeah, young and like her voice is... Sounds young. She's so pretty. Yeah. She, she <laughs> sounds so... Um, the, her voice is so much uh, lighter. Yes, it is lighter. Then, it's, yeah. it's, it's gotten thicker with all the performing she's oh, done yeah, over totally. the years. And then mm-hmm. also her material has gotten oh, heavier as yeah. well. So it's her like, approach to her performance is... <laughs> sure, because I mean, when she still sings candy, I mean, she still sounds yeah. light, you know? Yeah. All right. Early Baek Ji Young here with Dash. Let's listen. That was Baek Ji Young with her song Dash. Ooh, and it is fast. It is super fast. Listener Jum just sure. said there's something sad about her voice. Yes, there is. I guess yeah. that the, I guess her t- there's something about her tone. Mm. There is this like this je ne sais quoi about her voice it's that the people hun. <laughs> Yeah, that there a lot of people do say that they have mm. this she, that she has this inherent hun yeah. in her voice. I mean, who knows? It it might be her hun. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, uh, it's it's and she sings. Also true that she has her background in trot. That's <laughs> so, right. Yeah, she did. Could be part of mm-hmm. that. So, mm-hmm. but I mean, either way, her voice is lovely. Yes, yeah. yes, she's very emotive. That's totally. for sure. And if you thought that song was hard to sing, we're uh, going to hear our last song of the day. So this song is infamous as like. The female version of She's Gone. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, this is the song that girls try to sing at Dorebang mm-hmm. as much as guys try to sing She's Gone. I see, yeah. I see. So, it's Tears. This is this is Tears yeah, by, of course, none so other than Chan-hi. So Chan-hi. Yeah. Um, She is just literally known as Kum Chonggyeolja. She's like the end of all... Um, high register vocalist. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, she's uh, got an amazing belt. Yeah, and the reason that I was hesitant to say that Park Ki Young is a bold female rocker is yeah. because we have a real one That's here. That's true. She is a bold she's a female rocker. Formidable female rocker mm-hmm. who debuted as a guitarist oh. as a part of a female metal band. Oh, that's so uh, cool. Yeah, and then that just makes her more cool, and she's already so cool. And that. That was actually back in 1988. Wow. Yeah. And come 1992, mm-hmm. she tried to uh, make her debut as a pop ballad singer, mm-hmm. but um, it wasn't that great. I mm. mean, it. I mean, it did not get popular. Right. Um, and uh, she took part in a couple of soundtracks for dramas. And then by 1994, she had found a management company and she thought she would be releasing something new or some uh, like a solo piece then, but right. apparently got pushed back because there were other singers in the management that uh, the management wanted to push more. First, I uh, see. Because so she at got the like time, second tier. Yeah, mm-hmm. but at the time it was because mm-hmm. um, th- this was like 1994. 496, mm-hmm. somewhere around there, people were more accustomed to female singers like Kang Suji and Hasubin. So, just aesthetically, mm-hmm. you know, her voice has a lot of punch. 
Yeah. It's husky. Yeah. But they were, what was trending at that time was more lilting. Exactly. Feminine. Yeah, very. Um, wearing very... gloves. <laughs> Long and dress with the giant brim hat. Big hats. And... Just yeah. very feminine, very Audrey Hepburn-y. Exactly. Right, yeah. in terms of aesthetic and sound. That's right. Mm-hmm. But we have a metal rocker here <laughs> yeah. who ended up debuting in 1996. So mm-hmm. from 1988 to 1996, she had had to wait eight years wow. to get to where she was. But she did debut with the bang because mm-hmm. her debut song was 헤어지는 기회, also right. written by Park Geun-hye because mm-hmm. he's... Well, he mentioned. was very prolific. Yeah, at the very time. Very prolific, yes. Mm-hmm. And then uh, her second title song, uh, uh, the title song of her second album was 현명한 선택, which was also awesome. Mm-hmm. It reached the top five on Coyote Top 10, I believe. Yeah. Um, and uh, this song also is one of the... Um, or 노래방 favorites for a lot of women too. Yes. A little less high, yes. but faster. Yeah. <laughs> With a lot of like little uh, trolls. Ah, and yeah, yeah, it's harder to sing, I believe. Oh, my. Yeah. Anywho. Um, and then uh, her third album in 1998 did not do quite as well, but she did come back with Tears mm-hmm. <laughs> in uh, uh, 2000 with her fourth album called Guess What? What? First Bridge. Oh, no way. <laughs> I have to mention. What? Um, yeah, Tears that. is a techno dance song, which was, you know, the genre people were listening at the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, it became basically her signature song to this day. And it is a steady seller. Uh, apparently, it is still considered one of top, not request, but top chosen song mm-hmm. at 노래방 to this day. To this day. Yeah, and uh, I actually read somewhere that it's considered one of those songs that people from the teens yes. to the 50s yes. choose to sing at 노래방. Wow. One of the only ones that were released in the 20th century. <laughs> yeah, wow, that just belie all demographics. Yeah, and uh, I was actually really surprised to find that girls in their teens choose to sing this song at Dorebang even to this day. That's true. Yeah. It's... Um, it must have been all the revivals of this song as that well. That too, I, yeah. Not only by Suchan he herself, but mm-hmm. also covers and stuff. Yeah. And, Good on them, though. Yeah, And uh, she still sings this everywhere she goes because yeah. it is her signature song. Yep. And yep. also because she's the only one who can actually really master it. Yeah. I can't touch this song <laughs> with a 10-foot pole. Um, and we're going to leave it to Suchan to close out in her fantastic way. Mm-hmm. Not only Kayo Top 10, but our show because we're out of time. Mm. Thank you so much, Liz, and Always thank you all pleasure. for tuning in. Here's Swachani with tears.